You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. I'm health editor Dallas Bastian, and I'm joined by Sarah Brown, chief executive of Western Desert Dialysis, who has been named Nurse of the Year at the 2017 Hester Australian Nursing and Midwifery Awards. First of all, congratulations. What was it like to hear your name announced at the Hester Awards? (laughs) Thank you. Um, It was lovely. I mean, I was thrilled to be nominated and then... Um, it was great to be a finalist. So to be standing up on stage and, and your name, it was it was a Oscar Logie moment, really. <laughs> it's probably the only one I'm going to get in my life. <laughs> can, can you tell me a little bit about the service that Western Desert Dialysis offers Aboriginal people experiencing kidney disease? Sure. So our real name is Western Desert Nanapawalcha Palianjaku Jutiku Aboriginal Corporation, which is why people call us the Purple House. (laughs) And um, I actually say to our nurses that they're not allowed to resign until they can say it and spell it, so they all stay forever. That's our (laughs) policy. The name means keeping or making all our families well in Pintabi, which is a language from west of Alice Springs, right out over the WA border. And the... The background is that people um, in the 80s and 90s started to get sick with kidney disease. They were very traditional desert people. They'd often um, only had their first contact with white people, you know, 10, 20 years before. And suddenly they were told that their kidneys were no good and that they'd have to leave their country and the community and their families to move to Alice Springs. Um, which was a seven hours drive on dirt roads away so that they could have dialysis three times a week for the rest of their lives. And so some people were choosing to die on country. Others were choosing to move to Alice. And so they went from this rich life surrounded by their country and their sacred sites and their family to living in a place that they didn't belong solely to be um, turning up to the hospital for dialysis three times a week. And people were doing really poorly and really struggling to make a life in Alice. And so um, community members from from the community of Kintor and Kirikura decided that they wanted to do something about this. They couldn't get any support from the government and so they painted some magnificent paintings great big collaborative paintings and they had a auction at the art gallery of new south wales in 2000 in one night they raised a million dollars so one painting sold for over three hundred thousand dollars to kerry stokes who owns channel seven but what that gave them was a million dollars of independent money not government money to learn how to do dialysis and then set up the first community-controlled um, remote dialysis service. So I came, they, I came on board early on 2003 when, um, when they were still trying to work out how to do it. And um, so my first jobs were to get us a separate bank account and charity status and a constitution and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. We've had dialysis in Alice and out Bush since 2004, and it's grown. So they, people started to get family members home, and the Bush Telegraph spread, and other communities started to ring us and ask for help. 
And so the Pintervie went, well, poor things. This is a problem across remote Australia of people having to leave their country. And so if there's ways that we can help other communities, we will. And so today we are 24 dialysis machines in 11 places. And we're from Arnhem Land by the seaside right down to Warburton in Western Australia. And as well as the dialysis, then people started to work on culturally um, safe services that they wanted in town for the people who are in town. So we've got the Purple House in Alice has got um, social support and it's got a pizza oven and chickens in the garden and a karaoke machine and a bush medicine business. And it's really, if you imagine being a dialysis patient and getting to design your own service about the things you want to keep you well and happy, that was the opportunity that people had. So it's a really vibrant, community-controlled organisation that thinks outside the square and is run by the patients and their family. So it's a bit magnificent, really. What difference has having an on-country service made to the traditional Aboriginal communities near Alice Springs? What feedback have you received? So um, people talk about how before, before the Purple House, then dialysis was um, a one-way ticket to town and then misery in Alice Springs and then home for your own funeral. And because traditional Aboriginal culture, you need senior people around to teach your kids and your grandkids about uh, the country and the stories of that country and about where to get water and bush tucker and bush food and all that stuff. It can't be done if you're away from country. People have to be there for ceremony and to grow up their grandkids. So beyond the hardship of individuals who are having to leave everything that was precious to them, um, then there was a there was a real risk that, um, that cultural continuity would be lost and that the that people wouldn't get to learn the cultural knowledge they needed to learn before before their elders passed on. So it's not it's not um, getting overly dramatic to say that not only has having dialysis and co- particularly community-controlled dialysis on community changed the lives of the individuals involved, but it's given the whole community something um, to work towards and to be really proud of and it's ensuring that really important cultural knowledge about this country um, is not lost because when it's gone, we're not going to get it back. And that won't be just a loss for, for individual communities or families. That's, the, that's a loss for the whole of Australia. Um, but beyond that, there aren't many good news stories about Aboriginal health. And this is a story where Aboriginal people had a problem, came up with their own solution, worked really hard to make it a huge success and are incredibly proud of what they've managed to achieve. And so that gives people some hope for the future and some agency over their lives. And that's a health promotion outcome in itself. What went into ensuring that the services on offer were culturally appropriate and and were in line with what, what was needed in the area? 
So that's kind of the easy bit for us because mm -hmm. our members and our board and our directors are all Aboriginal people who are using the services or are creating the services for their family members. So um, it's absolutely Aboriginal um, people making decisions about who they employ, what services are provided. We employ um, dialogue well dialysis patients to be working with other dialysis patients um, really strong in the model of care uh, um, so our strategic goals are three concentric circles so in the middle of everything is on country um, so that's center to everything getting people home um, the next circle out is having a good life and for pin to be people or traditional Aboriginal people from remote communities, that's about family, it's about country, it's being about being, being there for important ceremonies and it's about access to traditional healers and traditional medicines and valuing um, the country and what it can provide for people. And then the final circle in our strat plan is doing things the right way and that's the right way culturally, um, but then also the right way for governments and for, you know, um, in terms of clinical governance and receiving government funding. And so all those things work in really well together so that we can be a really high functioning organisation culturally, really culturally safe and employing people and working with people to help them to understand more about their own health. But also we can be an organisation that people will support and governments will support to do, to do more. All winners at this year's Hester Awards receive $10,000 from awards sponsor and bank me. How do you plan to use the funding? Um, well, a couple of years ago, we were promised some money from the Commonwealth Government to build our first South Australian dialysis unit in a community called Ernabella or Pukacha. So we've got the money to build the buildings, but we've had to um, undertake that we'll fund everything for the first year's operational funding ourselves, so pay for the nurses. So we've been really busy um, working with the art centres and having raffles and um, talking to old American tourists at the Purple House in Alice and all sorts of odd things to, to build the Pukacha Dialysis Fund. And $10,000 into that fund is a great big boost because that's, that's a lot of pumpkin soup to sell at the Beanie Festival mm -hmm. or a lot of kangaroo tails to cook for, for tourists, which is some of the things we've been doing to raise the money. So I'm really happy for that money to go into that fund and we're hoping to open that dialysis unit in South Australia next year. Well congratulations again and thank you for joining me Sarah. Uh, no worries. Um, if people are interested in what we do we've got um, the Purple Truck Facebook page and we've only got about three and a half thousand dollars like three and a half thousand likes which my kids tell me is pathetic. <laughs> so if anyone wants to like the purple truck, um, and the purple truck is our mobile dialysis unit, then um, you can keep in touch with all the, the good news stories of the purple house through that, and that would be lovely to get a few more likes.
And of course, we're always looking for adventurous dialysis nurses who, who want to come and have a different way of working um, alongside um, remote communities and do dialysis out bush. So we're always looking for adventurous nurses with that twinkle in their eye that want to come and dig for witchetty grubs with us.